This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday. Ginger. Warlord, Warlord, I'm I'm surprised you you made it by. I thought you were going to uh, boycott me, cancel Justin because I called the what, what did I call the royal family, inbred tabloid family. <laughs> thought maybe thought maybe that hurt your feelings. RB, meat cakes, sparkles, sparkles, my dear, sparkles, and I are going to go. And get a Mexican pizza from the Taco Bell tomorrow since they brought it back. It would seem she made Mexican spaghetti last night. I don't know what Mexican spaghetti is. Yes, RB, I am not high enough. Oh yeah, last time we went to Taco Bell, we got an STD. Which I think may have actually happened to me because I got like a spot on my crotch I'm concerned about. I think that might have actually happened to me. Uh, uh, Taco Bell gives you STDs. You might not have been here. The freak show comes on a little late for you. We explained all that. Where is it? Ginger says I didn't. I I've never had a Mexican pizza. Uh, they always had olives on them before, and I don't like olives. Never actually had a Mexican pizza, but like. They've reformulated it or something now, so I'm gonna I'm totally gonna have a Mexican pizza tomorrow. I assume Sparkle's gonna have a Mexican pizza. Hopefully we won't be let down. We'll let you know tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show. But what are we gonna talk about tonight? What are we gonna talk about tonight? Remember the other day when we speculated that it was very possible that a story was getting ready to drop about Elon Musk? That he's like, oh, the, the, the political attacks against me and all the lies that are coming out. Well, that story has dropped. That story has dropped about an hour ago. He has been accused of sexual harassment, exposing himself to a employee at SpaceX. Paid her a quarter of a million of dollars to keep uh, her mouth shut, apparently. Warlord says fake news. Apparently we've got a, a Musk stan. Uh, I've been arguing with a Musk stan all day on fucking Twitter. Neurodiverse bro alone. Look, the dude on Twitter keeps telling me it's verifiable that Elon Musk is a genius. And I'm like, well, verify it for me then, because I think he's a dumb fuck. I think he's absolutely fucking stupid. I've got a mountain of evidence to prove it. And now, now I think he's a goddamn creep and a pervert. Well, there's nothing wrong with being a pervert. Let's let's clear that up. But he's crossed the line into sexual assault, and we don't condone that. What we do condone is if your daddy had a haircut like this, you've got siblings you've never met. Now, Warlord, you might not get this one. Uh, Warlord's like, meme win. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm glad that the segments of the show are like becoming like people are expecting it. People people are waiting for their animal video. They're waiting for their meme at the beginning of the show. Warlord, Warlord. Bush is the very first clip we're going to play tonight. I assure you. 
I saw that last night. I laughed my ass off about it. I sent it to Sparkles. And the one I sent to Sparkles, we're going to watch the original clip. But the one I sent to Sparkles actually had Bush doing his little his little uh, uh, slip-up that he did there. And then it had the Curb Your Enthusiasm music at the end of it. <laughs> oh, shit. We're going to watch a widow... A Ukrainian widow confront Russian soldier, a confront a Russian soldier that has been on trial for war crimes. This should be kind of emotional. Uh, troops have left the steel plant in Mariupol. Uh, many uh, Ukrainian troops are refusing to fight. Salty sea pickle. Yes, I did indeed hear about Elon. I appreciate you dropping in to tell me about it. We're going to talk about Elon. We're going to talk about the Twitter purchase being on hold. We're going to get the inside story from somebody on Bloomberg. But we're also going to watch Jim Cramer talk about Elon Musk just because that's going to be entertaining. Candace Owens has a new documentary about the Black Lives Matter movement coming out on the Daily Wire. We're going to watch the trailer for that. Today is a very special day in worker history. May 19th is the uh, anniversary of the Mate 1 uh, massacre in Mate 1, West Virginia. When we read the story... Uh, you're, something's going to stick out to you if you know my name. Because not only is it the history of labor rights in this country, it's the history of my fucking family. It was a very special day for me, especially as a leftist. We're also going to talk about a company in Washington that is shafting its employees. This comes at a time that Axios is saying that worker leverage is here to stay. We are going to see an example of that with Burger King workers. It's possible that Burger King is going to unionize. New jobs report out. Apparently, jobless claims have increased. We're also going to talk about the wild weather that the West Coast of the United States is going to face this weekend. I told you guys about the Sahara sand that was going to be hitting the Gulf Toast region. Yes, I said Gulf Toast. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. You'll have to tune into the Friday Night Freak Show and we'll explain the meme to you. The West Coast weather issues, yes. The West Coast of the United States is set to see record heat this weekend. Except for a portion of Colorado, which is in for a massive snowstorm. Climate change. Climate change is here. Oh, and we're going to be talking about the monkeypox. Monkeypox have been reported in the United States and uh, doctors seem a little baffled by this because uh, monkeypox uh, isn't that contagious 
So they're worried something might be going on. Fox on your house. Sparkles Lavender. Uh, high enough for this shit. So much more on the show tonight. I'm going to try to be quick because I've got a shit ton of work to do. I was working right up until the time when I started putting my notes together for this. And I'm going to be working well into the a.m. tonight because I got a shit ton of voiceovers to do. I got to do a fucking... PowerPoint conversion. Almost got that one finished. I got finished that one. God damn it. I got to do the the union people. The union busting uh, organization that I work for. They big bad. And hopefully they're going to be spending more money with me. They were, uh, they were on the anti-union train early on in the year. And they spent a shit ton of money. Having me do propaganda videos for him, and I really enjoyed that. But uh, since uh, Ukraine, since the invasion of Ukraine, apparently all the right-wing talk show hosts don't want to talk about unions anymore. So hopefully, as we're seeing more and more union pushes, this anti-union organization that I love taking money from, I overcharge them. I overcharge them. Start throwing more money my way. Money, money, money. But let's start off tonight with what we have already alluded to. No foreign affairs tonight, though the story in Israel is huge. Oh, I guess we are doing foreign affairs since we're doing Ukraine. Sorry. We will get into the... I'm not going to talk... Fucking... They're naming more cities after the queen. Naming more cities after the... I am a cat... Meat gags, if you haven't been here, I... Many times I take uh, uh, comments from people and, you know, they call me a communist. Honey, I file my taxes as a small business owner. I own my means of production. Here, this is my, my means of production right here, owned by me. I love it. I love saying that. I love getting called commie by somebody that, like, clocks in and has a boss. Oh, they're giving the title of city to towns in the U.S. In the U.S., city and towns are used interchangeably. But what do we know about English, right? You guys invented the fucking words. What's the difference in a city and a town? I guess a town would be smaller in size than a city. I'm still not high enough for this shit. And I love, I love I'm talking about capitalism as I'm wearing my uh, Karl Marx shirt. It is Marx playing uh, Monopoly with a bunch of philosophers, and he gets really pissed off because he's losing, and he knocks the board over and yells, "Revolution!" Oh, fuck. Ah, uh, George W. Bush. I Would I even be here 
would I even be here doing this show right now for you guys if it wasn't for George W. Bush committing 9-11? 9-11 happened my senior year. That's, uh, that's what uh, really hooked me into the news. Uh, and the the Bush administration and fighting them hooked me into politics throughout the 2000s. So I probably owe the Troll Patrol to George W. Bush. Now, I'm going to tell you the only thing that could have made this clip better if a shoe, if a shoe came flying at him from the crowd. But I'm assuming this is a friendly audience since we're at the George W. Bush Institute. If you have not heard this clip, I'm sure all the other left-wing content creators have played it. It's it's all over the place. I'm assuming most of you guys have seen it, but if you haven't seen it, you're in for a a, a tweet. You're in for a treat. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. (laughs) Iraq, too. Anyway. uh, And under his breath, the most egregious part, is he's like, Iraq too. Trash. Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. (laughs) Iraq, too. Anyway. uh, I mean, he knows. He fucking knows. Here's the In contrast... You know what you did, sir. You know how horrible of a person you are, don't you? RB, that's an interesting question, but maybe not in politics. Maybe not in politics. I would have just I would have I would have been doing something in broadcasting. But I might not be doing the troll patrol, to, you know. I might be on Twitch streaming but not doing politics. Afghanistan is one of those things where like were we justified? We're like I still think it's a I don't think we should have gone in. But, like, I can see a justification for our invasion of Afghanistan. Yes, that is the closest we're going to get to an apology. Iraq was just 100%. There is no justification for that. Yeah, like, how different my life would have been if I hadn't, because, like... I got really into politics. I listened to Air America Radio all the fucking time throughout like 2004, 2005, 2006. Campaigned heavily for Howard Dean first, but then John Kerry. It's 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 hard. It's hard to say where I would be. Would I be Would I be doing a 
Would I be a cameraman for the WWE or something? Some I don't know. Would I would I be doing radio and I'd just be a shock jock doing a zoo crew type show? That's possible. Who knows? We'll, we'll never know. We'll never know because George W. Bush committed 9-11. Now I don't I don't think 9-11 was an inside job. I used to be. Throughout the 2000s, I wasn't a 9-11 truther. I was Jet fuel doesn't melt, steel beams and everything. And I went, I went back to college in 2010. I, uh, my, my second degree of broadcasting and then philosophy. The philosophy degree just like it fucked with my head. Like you, you can't, you can't believe conspiracy theories. I had a practical reasoning class, and like I, I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like I, I was already starting to to doubt my 9/11 trutherism by 2010, 2011, whenever it was that I, you know, took the classes in, in uh, baby logic and learned that, like, you know, that's fucking stupid. But yeah, like, fucking, I was an Alex Jones fan in the early 2000s. I watched Loose Change, the Zeitgeist movies. Oh my god, I showed everybody the fucking Zeitgeist movie. Remember, I'm from the I'm from like the new atheist movement as well. So that fucking that Zeitgeist movie in 2004, 2005, whenever, and it's pre YouTube. It's pre YouTube. I was on some fucking hosting site because like to me, I remember like watching it on YouTube. But that's pre YouTube didn't exist until 2007. So like fucking that was on like some fucking hosting site or some shit. Yes, I am indeed an old man, which is what my father's nickname, everybody, everybody called me, my brother, all his co-workers, everybody called him old man. When he would, when he would call my cell phone, it was, old man, take a look at my life. I love Neil Young, by the way. Fucking Bush. I mean, Ukraine. I had a poster. I had a poster of Bush on my wall and all his all his different uh, uh, Bushisms. What was are are our children's learning or something like that? <laughs> all the stupid shit he used to say. You saying I've got like sixties fashion going on here? What is a T-shirt and bandana sixties fashion? Content warning, just in case, you know, this gets a little emotional. Uh, We're going to see footage of a widow. This is a CNN news hit. But we're going to see footage of a widow, a Ukrainian widow, confront a Russian soldier who is currently on trial for war crimes. 16 Tones, welcome! Welcome! Tones, my friend, if you haven't heard the news, we've got a big story, but it's coming at the end. Uh, remember how we speculated that Elon Musk was possibly trying to uh, go on the offense against the story he knew was coming out? That story has broke. We're going to talk all about it. But this is a widow... In Ukraine, confronting a Russian soldier on trial for war crimes. 
The trial of a Russian soldier accused of committing a war crime in Ukraine is ongoing today. Vadim Shishimarin already pleaded guilty to killing an unarmed civilian on the fourth day of Russia's war. Officials had to move the trial to a larger courtroom in Kyiv because of huge media interest. Our Melissa Bell is outside the courthouse and she joins us live. I, this, this seems awfully quick for a trial, but he's already pled guilty, so... Also, why is it a trial? But I don't know how a, an international court works. Melissa, what's been going on in court today? Well, this was uh, the first big day of the trial. It had begun yesterday, was postponed. And what we've been seeing uh, has really been very emotional inside that courthouse. I'm just outside it now. The session's just been adjourned. Uh, but what has been going on has been uh, quite extraordinary. As you mentioned, the facts of the case, that 20-year-old uh, Vadim Shishimarin, who's accused... Yeah, but why do they need testimony? He's already pled guilty. Now, Alexander Shelipova... Is, is there other charges he's being charged with? And he's pled guilty to the one. ...who'd been on his bicycle uh, in a village uh, not terribly far from the Russian border in Sumy region in the north uh, uh, northeast of Ukraine. Uh, he'd been on his bicycle uh, and he was shot... Uh, by allegedly by Vadim Shishimarin, who's now pled guilty uh, to uh, that charge. In the court today, Vadim Shishimarin was questioned by that man's widow. Have a listen. Oh, wow. Can you please tell me, what did you feel when you killed my husband? Shame. Do you repent? Yes, I acknowledge my fault. I understand that you will not be able to forgive me, but I am sorry. Okay, yeah, Dustin, that makes sense to hold a trial to record all the facts of the case officially. After that extraordinary moment, uh, Alison, that makes sense. They didn't. We didn't simply hear today from. I hope that I hope that gives her some closure. But second Russian prisoner of war, one of the soldiers who'd been traveling with him. To remind you of the bare facts of the case, his tank unit had been uh, traveling from the Russian border. It hit a mine. He and his men then fled in a stolen vehicle and found themselves in this village shooting uh, that civilian in order that they not be reported. In that car was another Russian soldier who also gave testimony today, really giving a sense of the chaos that they face, of the fact uh, that Shishimarin had been given an order to kill that civilian that he'd initially resisted, but really painting a picture of the sort of mayhem that these young soldiers were facing as they undertook an invasion that many of them didn't properly understand. So, so much uh, has come out of today's hearing, not just the emotion of the widow and uh, the emotion of Ukrainians as they watch this, the first war crimes trial to be held even as the war rages on and the alleged war crimes continue to be discovered. Uh, hearing from one of those direct victims, incredibly powerful, but also, again, a much better insight from the Russian point of view. But honestly, when it comes to war crimes, that soldier is not who I want to see be held accountable hearing here today, and one again that's playing out in the context of a war that continues to rage on. Uh, do they yeah, what are, Do what they need to be held to account? Yes, but they're not. So much. They're not the main people to be held to account. He's taking orders from a whole chain of command. This, this, fascinating. I watched this the other day. This is from a few months ago, or maybe, maybe last year. Baby Roe, this is this is from the Roe v. Wade case. 
I'm, we're not doing abortion stories tonight, though I should because Oklahoma passed a total ban on abortion. But that's that's the baby that the case is over. Uh, clearly, she wasn't aborted because it takes cases a few years to work their way up to the Supreme Court. But she, she, she was the baby of Jane Roe. That the, that the case was over. She never met her mom. It's a fascinating story. So maybe on Sunday night we'll get into the abortion argument again. And I, I want to play that video. And if you guys haven't watched it, you should go seek it out. But sticking with uh, Ukraine soldiers leaving the Azimov. I'm not even saying that right. Asvital steel plant. 1,730 Ukrainian troops held... Whoa, that was a very short clip from Bloomberg there. 1,730 of them. I saw a video. I tried to go back and find it again. It was... But it was... It was shared... It was shared by, uh... A dumb, dumb lefty that I didn't like their take, but like I really wanted to show the video. The soldiers are saying it's not that we don't believe in the cause; it's that we we can't we can't continue because it's just it's a suicide mission. Are you ready for some monkeypox? What is monkeypox, the rare virus now confirmed in the United States and in Europe? The first case of monkeypox has been found in Massachusetts. Let's see if we got a... There's a patient in the Commonwealth uh, of Massachusetts who has been confirmed to have infection with monkeypox. That patient is currently hospitalized at Massachusetts General Hospital and is admitted to our special pathogens program. And the patient is doing well, safely in isolation uh, in our unit. So the patient was admitted on the 12th. Um, they were being evaluated for various symptoms. During the course of their admission, they were identified as a possible monkeypox suspect. And this was really uh, unusual because the patient had no... Tr- monkeypox suspect? Is that... Is that the right terminology? Like he was smuggling monkeypox into the United States. I'm various symptoms. During the course of their admission, they were identified as a possible monkeypox suspect. And this was really uh, unusual because the patient had no travel history, uh, no uh, exposure to animals that would be known to be reservoirs. The risk factor here has been uh, men having sex with men, and so that sort of close contact. And that makes sense because the way this is spread is through both respiratory droplets with close, very close proximity, face-to-face respiratory droplets, but also direct contact with uh, the lesions that have virus in them. But why would that just uh, why would that just apply to gay men? That doesn't make any sense. That seemed a little weird ma'am I'm I'm not but, but, but you, I <laughs> uh, 
A day after, Massachusetts health authorities confirmed a case of a rare and sometimes serious viral illness called monkeypox. Officials in New York City said they were investigating a possible case on Thursday amid a rash of cases outside the disease's typical territory. Monkeypox, which can be... And what about people like me? Fucking like... There's men. There's women. There's... Anyone on the spectrum, there could be any number of trans people joining us in there. There could be who knows who in there. Exactly. Sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? I might. Health authorities in Europe have confirmed more than a dozen cases this month and are investigating dozens more. Some infections confirmed in the United Kingdom have no travel links to a place where monkeypox is regularly found. Officials said suggesting the virus may be spreading through the community. The case of Massachusetts is the first infection identified in the United States this year. Monkeypox is not known to spread easily between humans. That's the thing that is worrying doctors. The fact that the cases are emerging in several countries at once with signs of sustained transmission in people is striking. This is according to uh, Eris uh, Katrakis, I'm sorry for fucking your name up, a professor of evolution and uh, genomics at the University of Oxford. It's either a lot of bad luck or something quite unusual is happening here. I was like, I was looking. Did something get caught? I'll, I'll approve you. I don't want the auto mod fucking with your language, trying to cancel culture you. Monkeypox is named for the animals in which it was discovered. The disease cropped up in 1958 among monkeys kept for research, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. More than a decade before a human case was identified in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Mass vaccination against smallpox presumably curbed monkeypox infections for a time among humans, researchers wrote in a 2005 article, but cases resurged thanks in part to a lack of immunity in later generations, they say. More than 450 cases have been reported in Nigeria since 2017. Monkeypox infections typically last two to four weeks, the CDC says, and begin with flu-like symptoms and swelling of the lymph nodes. Eventually, fluid-filled bumps, or pox, spread across the skin. The disease can spread through contact with animals, infected people, and materials used by infected people, health authorities say. Examples listed by the CDC include contact with bodily fluids, contact with monkeypox sores, and infection through respiratory droplets in a close setting, such as a shared household. None of that, none of that is exclusive to gay sex, by the way. And I kind of, I'm still a little salty about that woman saying that. Monkeypox can be deadly, but two major strains of the virus pose different risks. About one in ten people infected with a Congo Basin strain have been found to die, according to the World Health Organization, while a West African strain appeared to be fatal for about one in 100 people infected. The milder, uh, the milder strain is the one infecting people who were hospitalized in the United Kingdom. Health authorities said it is not clear what strain the Massachusetts patient contacted. You should... It has been time to put the mask back on. We probably never should have took them off. Um, the doctors that I follow on Twitter... Or really say, like, we're being way too cavalier right now. 
uh, the death rate and hospitalizations are ticking up. They are a lagging indicator. Cases have been going up steadily. The hospitalizations are starting to rise as well. Experts stress that monkeypox is different from the coronavirus that upended the world. Monkeypox is highly visible, making contact tracing and isolation easier. An existing monkeypox vaccine could help protect the public if needed. Still, the latest spate of cases uh, stands out. The longer it continues, the more chance the virus has to mutate and improve its transmissibility. Just like the novel coronavirus has, outbreaks of monkeypox have typically been small with patients in the single digits. According to Tom Inglesby, director of the John Hopkins Center for Health Security. He agreed that the latest cases raise many questions. We don't really have the sense yet of what's driving it. There isn't a travel link that's identified that brings these cases all together. Health officials have noted recent cases among men who have sex with other men, a pattern that is crucial to understand. There we go again. Is it appearing exclusively in gay men is what they're saying right now. Is, is that what we, what we find? Yes, we probably should shut down the dating apps. I hate to say that. I I always enjoy the gay sex. I mean, I guess for me, it's bisex when I or pansex when I have it. It's not exactly... I'm not gay. But I guess if I'm with another guy... Only glory, glory hole apps. Fantastic idea. That makes perfect sense. Unless you have a peanut allergy. (sighs) That's not the only way nature is trying to kill us, though. Wild weather includes critical fire risk and an incoming... Colorado snowstorm. Fire weather days in northern mountains of New Mexico by year. You can see just a steady increase in this graph. Wide range of extreme weather is on tap for the west beginning on Thursday and lasting through Saturday, which could include record heat, high winds, dangerous fire weather conditions, And even a major snowstorm. An intense cold front and storm system dive south uh, eastward across the Rockies, bringing a potentially historic May snowstorm to the Colorado foothills and mountains. While aggravating wildfire conditions prior to its arrival, the widespread threat of critical Fire weather conditions exist on Thursday into Friday with red flag warnings up across nine states from California to New Mexico, Colorado, even extending into the high plains states. Guys, it's only the middle of May. The weather conditions threaten to worsen a severe start to the wildfire season across the drought-stricken region. A powerful cold front and low-pressure areas moving into the northern Rockies with extremely cold air poised to spill in behind it. The front will be preceded Thursday by near record heat in the southwest as well as dry air and high winds. In Denver, temperatures will be near 90 
degrees today. With and they were 92, 93 here. Which I mean isn't unusual. High winds before snowfalls Friday. Uh uh, snowfalls Friday night into the first part of the weekend. The heat today will tie or break records. I will be on the lookout for videos. You know I love playing those wild-ass videos. It will be... Cr- if there's like fucking wildfires raging and then the snow moves in, that's going to be insane to watch, but I assume it won't happen... That quickly. Weather doesn't change that fucking fast. Yet. New jobless claims have started to climb again. New unemployment claims are beginning to tick up again according to a new data released by the Labor Department on Thursday. The number of jobless claims rose by 21,000 to 218,000 for the week ending May 14th. The uptick brought the four-week rolling average to 199,500, the department reported. Despite the increase, the total number of Americans receiving continued unemployment benefits was at a 53-year low. Remember that the next time somebody... Like, it's so wild! There was a caller... Um, after I got off here with election night coverage, I went back and watched the majority report election night coverage. I'm thinking that's where I heard this call. It, it, it was, I'm pretty sure it was. The dude was talking about how, uh, the people are still receiving COVID benefits. They're like, what fucking benefits? Unemployment benefits at a 53 year low. But hey, what do we expect? Right-wingers are morons. It's just like the dude that fucking the called in, what, Sunday, Monday? Our friend, John Pick. Talking about how, like, Trump brought the gas prices down and everything, and then, like, I was explaining it to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, that was Obama. I was working in the oil fields at that time. The fuck, dude? The fuck? Then why did you say the stupid shit you said earlier? Have have some self-awareness. Feel embarrassment. I wish these people could feel embarrassment. Now, I mentioned earlier, May 19th is a special day. It's not just the day that Kane was scared of in the WWE, May 19th, 1920. A shootout took place in the town of Matewan, West Virginia, between striking miners and the Baldwin Felt Detective Agency, who had arrived in town to evict miners' families from their mountain encampment in what would become known as the infamous Battle of Matewan. What made the situation in May 1 so unique was that the sheriff, Sid Hatfield, supported the miners rather than the coal companies. So the detectives brought along a fake warrant for the arrest of Hatfield, which he refused to respect. And shooting broke out. Seven Baldwin Feltz detectives were killed, including two of the Feltz brothers themselves, as were two miners, Bob Mullins and Tot Tinsley, and an unarmed bystander, as well as the mayor 
as well as the mayor, Cable Testerman, Bob Mullins. You guys know what my real last name is. And right-wingers always think they're they're so smart. And they're like, oh, your last name is Mullins. Oh, shit. No way. It's not all over my YouTube channel. I haven't been on the radio and published in four newspapers under that name. Am I related to Bob Mullins? Yes. Am I related to any Mullins in Maywan, West Virginia? Yes. Hatfield and 22 other people, mostly minors, were subsequently arrested and put on trial for murder in what was, at that time, the lengthiest murder trial in West Virginia history. But they were all eventually acquitted by a pro-union jury. Having been unable to secure a conviction, Baldwin Felt's uh, agents would later murder Hatfield alongside his deputy, uh, deputy, Ed Chambers, on the steps of a nearby courthouse. None of those killers were convicted of any crime. The picture you are looking at is a still from the movie Mate One. It is, I watched it on May Day a couple years ago. You guys know my my habit for, you know, doing theme days. On May Day a couple years ago, I watched Mate One. Fantastic movie. Highly recommend it. And if you want want an even deeper dive, I'm going to hook you guys up with the podcast, Working Class History. Uh, I believe the... Two-part series is called uh, the West Virginia Mine Wars. Link there in the chat if you guys want to check it out. Sassy Snicks, welcome. So, May nineteenth, a hundred and two years ago, and I might I might have actually watched Mate One on the hundredth anniversary. That might have been why I watched it. 102 years ago. And they would be proud of these workers outside of a Burger King in Sacramento. They are on strike for safety. The strike is a very good first step to getting Burger King uh, uh, organized. Unionized, organized. I believe you could call up uh, the Starbucks union or the Amazon union and uh, they might be able to give you some tips on how to get that going. Uh, Young ladies, young men. I I think it's mostly young ladies I see out there. I would highly recommend that. And we will totally support you. According to Axios, workers' leverage is here to stay. 
I like the, I like the fists with the like multiple little fists inside of it. What a cool graphic. Uh, American workers have the upper hand over their employers right now, and there are tentative signs it could last even as economic storm clouds gather. Put simply, your boss needs you more than you need her. I like that it said her. And it might stay that way, at least for some workers, particularly those on the lower end of the wage scale. There just aren't as many workers these days as demographic forces were supercharged by the pandemic. People are retiring. And there's just, there's a shit ton of baby boomers. As baby boomers retire, there's not as many of us to fill the jobs, and that will work in our favor. The labor supply has shrunk, which gives workers more leverage, more bargaining power, and pushes employers to compete harder and improve job quality. This is according to Aaron Sojourner, a labor uh, economist at the University of Minnesota. The tight labor market with unemployment near a record low, and crucially, there are jobs, jobs, jobs for almost everyone who wants one. 1.9 jobs for every unemployed worker, according to the latest BLS data. Chair Jerome Powell called this labor market tight to an unhealthy level in March when there were 1.7 jobs for every worker. The Fed is raising rates in an effort to cool things down, which could mean higher unemployment rates. What's up, John? Are are you are you my buddy, John? Because if you are. Uh, I believe you might want to see uh, a certain cat. Uh, I've got two cats right next to me, but they are not that cat. I would assume that cat is in the bedroom laying on the bed. We will totally go get him for you. Say hello to Mr. Maynard, who was being a total dickhead this morning. Oh, my God. I'll let you say hi to him yourself. That cat is such an asshole. I love him. I love him for it, but God damn. This morning, I uh, I worked till late, late, late into the night. I didn't end up, and like I laid here and like did some shit like from 4 o'clock until about 5.30. So I go to bed about 6 o'clock, and I am tired as fuck. And this cat decides, even though there's food in his bowl, I don't know what the fuck he was upset about, what he wanted from me. This cat decided he was just going to come in here and like, meow, 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 meow. Hop up and, and swipe at the the blinds. He loves to run his uh, claws down the wall. I don't know why. I don't know why he does that shit. But he's also, I, I, and I, I told this the other day on the stream, it's taken him a little while, but he has been so affectionate. He's been laying him a lap more and more. Uh, he Like, even this morning, he got it like... After I woke up, after he finally let me go to sleep, uh, he got up next to me and like let me pet his head and shit. He doesn't he doesn't lay with me the way the other cats do. 
But he'll come up and like let me pet his head and stuff. Like we're definitely buddies. You can see him right there. He's got his uh, he's got his cat tree over there. All of them love that fucking cat tree. I if I had known they were gonna love it as much as they do, I would have got a cat tree so much longer. Like because I've only had it about a year. They fucking love that thing. Love that cat tree. Uh, he loves going outside. He doesn't like. Smokey will knock on the door and tell me he wants to go outside. Maynard just like he'll go outside when the doors are open. He doesn't tell me he wants to go outside. I I really like I didn't know they were gonna love it as much. There there's always a cat on it, pretty much. Smokey over here looking out the window. He's like, I really want to go outside and roll in the dirt. Yeah, John Maynard's even got his own emotes. Don't you, buddy? Uh, fuck it. He's taken up with Sparkles, too. Sparkles loves to fuck with him. She's been, like, chasing him around, and I think, I think he really likes it. Like, he makes it seem like he doesn't. Like, he, he, he seems like he's really standoffish about it. But then he comes back and acts like he wants her to do it again. It's so wild. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Okay, after we had all those feel-good stories about labor, let me give you one that's not going to make you happy. Workers in Washington are going to get the shaft. This company was just sold for three billion dollars and hundreds of employees are getting cut some will only uh some will get eight hundred thousand. Oh, maybe this maybe this does have a a uh good news tinge to it private equity firm kkr announced the three billion dollar sale monday of chi overhead doors to steel company newcore it created a windfall for hundreds of hourly workers at the plant out well shit they ain't gonna have a job, but they getting money. Fuck yeah! I'm sorry. I framed this as a as a as a bad story. This, this and it's not in Washington. It was in Illinois. I was reading out of the Seattle Times. That was my confusion. The deal represents a huge return on investment for KKR, which brought the garage door manufacturer for $600 million in 2015. For employees who were vested with equity in the company at no charge, the sale is potentially life-changing. I had no idea that was going to be this big of a deal, said Rhonda Jamison, 60, office manager at CHI Overhead Doors. Jamison, a 17-year veteran of the garage door company, Learned about the sale and her six-figure payout at an all-employee meeting last week. The payouts vary based on seniority and salary, with some long-term uh, or long-tenured truck drivers, the highest-paid hourly workers, hauling home upward of eight hundred grand, almost a million dollars. <laughs> Fuck yeah. More than 630 hourly workers and truck drivers will receive an average... Of $180,000 through the sale. This is just yet another reason why you need to socialize your workplace. 
Unions are just the first step. We want to own the means of production. And this is the reason why. I'm I'm so happy this story isn't what I because like I just saw the headline and I didn't fucking I didn't I didn't even read all of the headline and shit. This is a happy story. Is that when she's learning about the payout? Because she looks fucking amazed. This dude looks in shock. I don't think it's hit her yet. Or maybe she's just like stoic about it. Are you guys ready? Here we go. Here we go. A few days ago, we speculated that Elon Musk was getting out ahead of a story that was getting ready to drop. This is that story posted three hours ago. Business Insider. A SpaceX flight attendant said Elon Musk exposed himself and propositioned her for sex. Documents show the company paid $250,000 for her silence. SpaceX, the aerospace firm founded by Elon Musk, the world's wealthiest man, and also quite possibly one of the world's dumbest men, paid a flight attendant 250 grand to settle a sexual misconduct claim against Musk in 2018. The attendant worked as a member of the cabin crew on a contract basis for SpaceX corporate jet fleet. She accused Musk, uh, Musk of exposing his erect penis to her, rubbing her leg without consent, and offering to buy her a horse in exchange for an erotic massage. So this is uh, colloquially known as doing a Ric Flair. When you assault a flight attendant and you do the helicopter for her, the incident, which took place in 2016, is alleged uh, in a declaration signed by a friend of the attendant and prepared in support of her claim. The details in the story are drawn from the declaration as well as other documents, including email correspondence and other records shared with Insider by the friend, according to the declaration. And if he's done it once, he's done it numerous times. And clearly from the way the motherfucker behaves, he's a serial predator. I'm going to add that to my list of things to fucking hate Elon Musk about. According to the declaration, the attendant confided to the friend that after taking the flight attendant job, she was encouraged to get licensed as a masseuse so that she could give Musk massages. It was during one such massage in a private cabin on Musk's Gulfstream jet, I assume the one that was being tracked by the kid on Twitter, she told the friend that Musk propositioned her. After Insider contacted Musk for comment, he emailed it to ask for more time to respond and said there is a lot more to this story. So it's true. It's true. He did it. If I were inclined to engage in sexual harassment, this is unlikely to be the first time in my entire 30-year career that it comes to light, he wrote, calling the story a politically motivated hit job. There you go. 
Uh, I... <laughs> Sassy, since you bring it up. Let me just uh, take the opportunity to show you this picture. Since you brought it up, since you brought it up, that is, that is Elon Musk. He says that she photobombed him. That is Ghislaine Maxwell over his shoulder. But do you really believe that? Do you believe that? Reached via cell phone, SpaceX Vice President of Legal, Christopher Kardaki, said, I'm not going to comment on any settlement agreements. SpaceX did not respond to requests for comment to its general media contact email address. Flight attendant told her friend that the billionaire SpaceX and Tesla founder asked her to come to his room during a flight in late 2016 for a full-body massage, the declaration says. When she arrived, the attendant found that Musk was completely naked, except for a sheet covering the lower half of his body. During the massage, the declaration says Musk exposed his genitals and then touched her and offered to buy her a horse if she would do more, referring to the performance of sex acts. The attendant, who rides horses, declined and continued with the massage without engaging in any sexual conduct. The attendant is not for sale, the friend's declaration said. She's not going to perform sexual favors for money or gifts. The incident occurred during a flight to London. Interview with Insider, the friend described the attendant's allegations in more detail. She spoke on the condition of anonymity, citing fears for her personal safety. I would be, I would be uh, scared for your safety as well. Musk stand not not saying that Musk himself would send somebody, though I wouldn't, though I wouldn't say he's above it. But Musk stands are insane. Me too, sassy. Me too. I hate wealthy men who think everything can be bought. Privileged elitist assholes. He whipped out his penis. It was erect. You live in sexual anarchy? He started propositioning her like he touched her thigh and told her he would buy her a horse. He basically tried to bribe her to perform some sort of sexual favor. Friend said that the attendant told her about the misconduct while they were on a hike together shortly after the London trip. The friend described the attendant as distraught and visibly shaken. Flight attendant told her friend that work began to dry up after she refused Musk's advances. Of course, before the incident, she uh, regarded Mr. Musk as a person to look up to. But after he exposed himself, touched her without permission, and offered to pay her for sex, she was full of anxiety. Figured things uh, could just go back to normal and she would pretend like nothing happened. However, she started to feel as if she was receiving some sort of retaliation where her shifts were cut back. She was starting to feel really stressed. Of course. And yeah, yeah. When I told Sparkles about the story, she was like, it would have been seven million for me. I'm not sure if he was with Grimes yet. That that was one of the first things that came to my mind, but I want to say that was around like 2017, 2018. But it could have been. Also, Grimes, I don't fucking... Love Grimes. Loved her music. I 
Not so much after she got with Elon. Like, she went from being very, uh, very scrappy. I went from watching videos over on YouTube of her sitting in the floor, you know, making music on, on her synths and shit and singing into like a fucking karaoke microphone to watching her make music videos on a private jet and it kind of just doesn't sit right with me. But now now she's apparently dating Chelsea Manning? I mean, I haven't heard anything else about that. But make no mistake about it, Chelsea Manning is an American hero, so... I don't know. I don't know. But hey, fuck, fuck Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, and apparently the whole, the whole thing with Elon and Grimes isn't over. Like they're they're on some sort of arrangement. Like, cause they just had another baby. Now it was a surrogate. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't fucking care. I don't want to know. Love Grimes' music. The less I know about a personal life, the better. Like, to me, that's... Other than, like, Lady Gaga, who I love the more and more I learn about her. There, there are musicians like that I love more and more I learn about them. There are so many celebrities that, like, I lost so much respect for after I actually learned about them. Undertaker is the top of that list. Oh, boy. I wish I had never, ever watched that documentary about the underwear. He's like sitting there talking about his insecurities and shit. And not that he's insecure and stuff. That's that's not it. But he's also a far right winger. He's all, my God, my God, my family, my God. Ugh. And then, yeah, that's the thing. When you're the richest man in the world, like... You can have any of the any of the finest prostitutes that you want to hire. So if you want to pay for sex, you can. But I'm I'm sure there's not a shortage of women who will consensually have sexual relations with you. I'm sure there's not a shortage of women who would just be a, a, a sugar baby for you. I don't know why you have to have an employee. Like like that's fucking wrong. It's sick. It's disgusting. An employee. Fuck you, Elon Musk. I'm sure you could have hired somebody specifically to give you erotic massages on your plane. That's a thing that exists. Why did you have to sexually harass an employee without her consent? You piece of gigantic shit. Power move. Power move. That's exactly what it is, Beat Cakes. You're right. You're right. Has nothing to do with sex. Most rape has nothing to do with sex. It has to do with power. He's a he's a fucking sick motherfucker. But you know the thing that he can't do is apparently buy Twitter. Elon Musk's Twitter deal is proceeding not on hold, according to Twitter. Twitter Inc. executives told employees on Thursday night that the $44 billion deal to sell the company to billionaire Elon Musk is moving forward as planned and that they won't renegotiate the agreed-upon price of $54.20 per share. Uh, Vijaya God, 
Twitter's top lawyer and head of policy also told workers at an all-hands meeting that there is no such thing as a deal being on hold, according to people who attended the meeting. She was pushing back on claims from Musk over the past week that he is pausing the deal while he learns more about the number of bots and spam accounts on the social media service. Twitter stock jumped about 2% on the news of the meeting, which was first reported by Bloomberg. Other top Twitter executives, including Chief Executive Officer Parag Agrawal, Finance Chief Ned Segal, also addressed employees, said the people who asked not to be identified discussing internal business. The company-wide video call was intended for leadership to discuss the deal and provide more details following Twitter's filing of its proxy statement with the Securities and Exchange Commission this week which outlined the transaction's history and terms. Executives addressed a number of questions about the transaction, including whether Twitter would try and legally force Musk to buy the company based on his agreement. Gad assured employees that Musk must do everything he can to make sure he gets his financing in order and that it's possible Twitter could try and enforce the terms of the deal if we ever needed to do that in court. She added that getting to that step would be pretty rare. Musk earlier this week suggested he would be interested in renegotiating his deal for Twitter. The company's stock is currently trading at $37.45 per share, well below the offer price. He ain't buying Twitter. Now, can can they get that billion dollars from him? Or are they going to... For, apparently... Uh, Twitter executives were popping champagne after this meeting. Uh, Let's go to... This is from Bloomberg here. This is a more in-depth blog on the topic. Musk stuff. Yes, today is day four of Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter. Oh, let me tell you who this is. I don't want to... I want to just read somebody's words. This is Matt Levin writing for Bloomberg. Is day four of Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter being temporarily on hold? Question mark. I mean, as I said on Friday, temporarily on hold is not a relevant category for a deal with a signed merger agreement. Musk has committed to buy Twitter and Twitter has committed to sell to him. These, uh, there are conditions that need to be met to close the deal, but both sides have committed to work diligently to meet those conditions. There is no reason to think that Musk can get out of the deal or even delay it. But on Friday, Musk did tweet that the deal is on hold, pending details supporting a calculation that spam fake accounts do indeed represent 5% of users. Today, Musk lawyers filed that tweet with the uh, SCC, since it is, after all, a public communication in connection with a pending merger, it's a terrible filing. Ideally, Twitter and Musk would get together and put out a joint statement explaining what is going on. Failing that, Twitter would put out its own statement explaining, to the best of its knowledge, what is going on. Even Elon Musk uh, tweeted, uh, even, quote, this is what they could have said, even, quote, Elon Musk tweeted this, we have no idea what it means, we are working in good faith to close the deal and still hope that it will happen, but Elon's going to Elon would be a decent statement under these circumstances. But they just filed the tweet and the follow-up tweet in which Musk confusingly says, still committed to acquisition, and one from the chairman of Twitter's board saying, we are too, we remain committed to our agreement. 
Twitter doesn't know what's going on any more than you or I do, and they are afraid to hazard a guess, or even to publicly admit we won't hazard a guess. Just confused silence. Musk's complaint here is so obviously fake and pretextual that it's hardly worth talking about. Twitter has been saying in its security filings that faults or spam accounts represented less than 5% of active users for at least eight years. It has always qualified those statements by saying that it is an estimate, may not accurately represent the actual number of such accounts, must sign a merger agreement without doing any due diligence on that number, and nothing has changed since he signed the agreement three weeks ago. That would create additional cause for doubt. What Musk on what Musk, was Musk on notice about the problem of spam accounts at Twitter? Buddy, in the press release announcing the deal, Musk said that his future plans for Twitter include defeating the spam bots. For him to announce three weeks later that he can't buy Twitter because there might be spam bots is just offensively stupid. Offensively stupid is a good way to describe Elon Musk. But I suppose that's the point. He is not trying to create a good record so that if he tries to walk away from the deal, he can argue in court that uh, the closing conditions were not satisfied and he doesn't have to close. He's trying to create a bad record so that Twitter gets the message, I'm going to ignore my legal obligation so you'd better give me what I want. Another spoiled, rotten, rich, entitled asshole move. Sorry, that's my words, not the author of the opinion piece on Bloomberg. Levin. Sorry I inserted that there. Twitter goes to him and says, you are legally obligated to close the deal. That counts for nothing. If Twitter goes to him and says, here is airtight proof that spam accounts are 3.69%. Nice. Active users, that counts for nothing. All they can do is give him what he wants, presumably renegotiating the deal at a lower price, or two, to gear up for a long, risky, miserable fight in court to hold him to his obligations. They are right, but there is no guarantee that they would win fortunately that's the sad part let's get a really bad take on this now I don't know if it's a bad take maybe I'll agree with him but just just his track record he probably doesn't have the uh, he doesn't probably doesn't have any idea what the fuck is going on and we shouldn't listen to him about anything his name is Jim Kramer the host of Mad Money. He's a dumbass, but fuck is he entertaining to watch. And let's hear what he has to say about Elon Musk. Now, how about Twitter? You want to get to it, don't yeah. you? Yeah, okay, so... Elon He's dumbfounded. He spent three days there apparently looking at things. Uh... They, there is a clause called specific performance where they can force him to take it. And I don't know how he gets out of it. I don't know how he does not buy it. I mean, how they can't force him. Now, At 5420. Yeah. Uh, well, I- well, we just covered that, Jim. We just covered that. We just covered that. Like, is Twitter going to take him to court for a very expensive legal battle, battle to, to make him, to make him do it? I guess maybe they could renegotiate something, but that's the contract's 54-20. And he agreed to that. And unless there's some sort of out-and-out fraud, which no one has found, to my understanding, no fraud found, he owns it. He owns it. And uh, he's got to point to some fraud, some material adverse change, even 
uh, in the period since he signed, of which there isn't any that I sure. know. And I think he's stuck. I think he's hung. I don't know. He's, he's, some of the tweets are at odd hours. Is he hung? We did not get that detail from the Business Insider article. I don't know if he's hung or not, sir. Yes. Usually. Oh, it's all securities fraud. That's what that's what Musk is doing. Stressful period for the yep. man. Yep. But I, I do think that when I look at the clause, honestly, the man is is probably going to be broke or in jail in the next ten years. Hopefully, and that's probably the reason why he's going right wing fascist because he. He doesn't want to be broker in jail in the next 10 years. And if our legal system works, he's going to eventually be held to account. One would assume. I like karma's a bitch, sir. Karma's a bitch. But it hasn't caught Trump yet, so fuck. When I look at the contract, I think they can hold him to it. Now... Yeah, he doesn't really care that he, he he's not a traditionalist when it comes to the legal system. But the legal system says that unless there's fraud, he owns it. Which is why what Kramer just said is he ignores the law. Just keep your head down, absolutely, and just act as if the deal's gonna. And that's part of what the statement was yesterday. We intend to close the transaction, absolutely, and enforce the absolutely. merger agreement. Now, look, he did spend a lot of time on this issue. And remember, they said, yeah, 5%, a little bit more than 5% fraud uh, could be bogus. Uh, that's, unless he realized, you know, maybe he's got evidence that it's 20%. I, I don't think so. I mean, this stuff was vetted by Ned Siegel, who's the CFO. I, I don't know anyone who thinks that Ned is anything other than incorruptible. And, and I just don't hear anything from Musk, which says that the numbers that... Surely, surely Matt Gates is going to jail. Well, especially since his original motivation apparently for the deal was to attack right. the bots. Right. It wasn't an unfamiliar issue to him. Exactly. Now, look, if I were if I were then just in the instance uh, in the interest of comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y kind, because right now we got a lot of the C-O-M-E-D-Y kind. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Jim Cramer, you are good for the D kind. You are good for the D kind of comedy. Jim Cramer. We want some sort of good faith. Because otherwise, the- I I understand what you're saying, Sassy. I really do. I don't know if there's anybody going to be there. Now. I if the Republicans retake control of the government, Matt Gates probably won't see any justice. I it's possible that the, the DOJ can be interfered with if the if the Republicans retake the House and the Senate and they re. Retake the White House in 2024. We're 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 gone. We're gone. It's fascism, and there's no hope of Elon Musk or Gates being held to account. There's very slim hope of either of them being held to account. If Democrats are able to hold on, so I understand. I understand your cynicism, but I like to believe that our legal system works. Sounds like you think it's worth a nibbling at then, from but, from a participation standpoint. Well, I just don't think it's. They have a lot of things in the pipe that were very good, uh, that uh, that are will not be aborted if this if uh, if the people stay. I, I've worked with them on some things. They you know they have a lot of they have a lot of irons in the fire. It's obvious that yes, it could be a better run company. But you know who would tell you that first? Is, they would. They have very little ego. And they were trying and are always trying to do things. And a lot of people feel it's just a very undervalued asset. Uh, so, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think you, you, you could get hit for a couple here. But 
I, I do. Yeah, I think that Twitter down here is okay. Uh-huh. I mean, look, I, I just don't want everyone from... Well, CNBC, will you pay me fucking however many millions of dollars you're paying Jim Cramer? I'll I'll go on there and just stumble around and act like a dumb fuck. Like, what the fuck? What, what is he saying? What insight? What financial insight did this man give at all? This was like the most useless three minutes and 20 seconds that we've spent on this show. And we've spent a lot of useless minutes on this show. I, I had, I had a, a whole hour-long call earlier in the week. That's just astoundingly stupid. And still, this was the worst three minutes and 20 seconds on the show. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Until... I may be able to top it. I may be able to top it. I may be able to top it. Are you ready? Are you ready to watch the trailer? Are you ready to watch the trailer? Daily Wire's new documentary. I I might have to hit the content warning for this one. Are you ready to watch the trailer for the Daily Wire's? New Candace Owens documentary called The Greatest Lie Ever Told. And it's not... Greatest Lie Ever Told. It's not the 2020 election. It's not the... It's not fucking Jeebus. It's, it's, not, it's not any number of the, the greatest lies we could point to. Gulf of Tongan. WMD. We could go on and on and on and on in the list of the greatest lies ever told. No, no, no. What Candace thinks is the greatest lie ever told probably won't surprise you. Marking, five, take one. This was the second time he exhibited that behavior. Eleven months earlier. Mark. I've never been so hurt inside. And even as I'm speaking to you right now, it's starting to come back. This is an autonomous zone. What? What? 24 hours in this cell. No TV, no magazines, no books, no nothing. So anytime a customer brings a counterfeit bill, and you see we have plenty of them, we tell them, hey, this is counterfeit. If the customer insists, then we call the police. How did you feel watching the trial? I thought it was a sham. All right, so I, I just want to start... A sham! Stating your name for the record, as well as your professional background. I have been a police officer in the state of Minnesota for almost four Well, days. fuck you, ma'am. Forensic criminologist and certified medical investigator. Yeah, we don't, we don't trust you people. <laughs> Yeah, some good moments here. It's like we lived together almost, uh, I guess, it was about four and a half years, almost five years. So you guys, in, in many ways, were some of the people that were the closest to him. And I don't remember seeing your faces on the news or anybody talking to you. So I guess let's just start with that. You guys knew him best. So who was George Floyd? She right. We haven't told our side of the story. Maybe it's time for us to tell our story, you know? Coming May 
2022. I uh, I would be interested to watch that. We might have to do that one night. Now I'm not gonna. It is gonna be behind a paywall on the Daily Wire. Make no mistake about it. But I've got my ways. I've got my ways. We can get a hold of it. If you guys would like to do that, we will totally do that. Then again, you might not want to watch Candace Owens. You might just want to. Talk about actual news that matters and not whatever the fuck bullshit Candace Owens is spewing. So I won't subject you to it if you don't want to. But I will subject you to this, and you're going to love it. This is a puppy taking a swim. <laughs> did you see what he just did? Doing his little doggy paddle. <laughs> Why is that the way he gets out of the pool? The fuck Celtics? I didn't say anything about the fucking Celtics. Oh, that's over <laughs> My Twitch wasn't muted because I was uh I was hanging out with people last night. God, we had some fun on Echoplex late into the night. In and up, the intellectual dollar tree last night. He had to cool down. I just want to know why he got out through the like that's what like where the filter or some shit is, isn't it? Like why why is that, why is that the way he got out of the pool? He seems like he does it often though. He knew exactly what he's doing. Oh look at him shaking his little butt. I uh I don't know what's going on on Echoplex. They're on. They're usually not on right now. Doesn't look like producer Dave. I don't know. He, he I'm sure producer Dave will update you guys tonight after uh, Satanic Panic and uh, you know the Thetans and shit. Tonight's Thursday night on Echoplex. It's Fire by Night. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night, the Friday Night Freak Show. Tune in for details about uh, my birthday stream. My birthday is one week from tomorrow. Oh, is that HK? It was so small, I couldn't see what I couldn't see who it was. Fuck yeah, we'll go say we'll go say hey to HK. It is Sam Harris screensaver. <laughs> Oh, shit. But tomorrow night, the Friday Night Free Show at 10 p.m. Eastern. Sparkles Lavendar will be here with me. And we will tell you what we will be doing the next week for my freaking birthday night stream. So if you're watching on Twitch, we're going to head over to Echoplex Media and say hey to HK. Go ahead. Light one up. Tip one. Oh. I absolutely will send you the link, but I didn't get I didn't get it off of TikTok. 
I'm not very fond of the TikTok app myself, but there's a link to the Facebook video of the TikTok video. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show.